Like we think the enemy of a good life is a bad life, but it's not. The enemy of a good life is actually a good enough life. We settle for a good enough life when there's that aliveness that is dying to come out of us, right? Like from the inside. And that's where it is. It's on the inside. Welcome to the lab where your second half is your best half. If you're a woman in your 40s, 50s, 60s, or beyond, and you're ready to create a wild second half that makes you feel energized and alive, you're in the right place. I'm your host, Lindan Barber, and I'm going to share with you inspiration as well as interviews and real-life transformation from women just like you who are unapologetically living a fulfilling second half. The second half of your life is an invitation to spark a new version of yourself. So let's get started. Hello, my friend. Today, we're going to talk about aliveness. You know, we're sold on the idea that we are supposed to be happy all the time. We chase it and we find happiness or we think we're going to find happiness in having certain things or looking a certain way, reaching a certain status in our businesses or in our organization. You know, we get a title, certain title, like that's where happiness is or an ideal relationship, what that looks like. But sometimes we arrive there and we wonder like, why am I not really happy? Why am I not really fulfilled? And it's always this chase on the outside. So today I want to introduce you to something to consider. And that is aliveness. And I'm sure you heard of it. But today what I want to share with you are the benefits of it and how to access it. Because it's readily available to you right now. And it is incredibly fulfilling, even in circumstances that aren't ideal. You can still have aliveness. Whereas, like, I think about happiness, I think of the word happening, you know, happenings. And in happenings, like, we can't, we're not going to get in a car accident or lose a loved one and be happy, right? Like, so... There's a difference between happiness and aliveness, and there's a lot less chasing. And I know because I was chasing happiness. I thought that when I reached a certain goal or had a certain thing, that that would be my happiness. And it's tiring, right? Isn't it? It's like overwhelming. It is exhausting. And when you get there, it's almost like finishing a marathon. You get there and you're like out of breath and you're just like, whatever, you know, I just want to go home, you know, like it's not that I euphoric thing where aliveness, you can have that all the way in the marathon, right? Like so, and again, we don't have to chase it. It's right in front of you. It's inside you. Let's first look at the definition of feeling alive, this aliveness. What is that? And what it is, is that, and I looked at different, you know, I have my own definition from my my experiences, but I was looking at like the Webster, right? Like what that definition would be. And feeling alive is having inner fire, feeling it on the inside, and then it radiates outside, 
It's fully experiencing life. It's allowing a full range of emotional experience. And what I mean by that is sometimes we don't want to feel that rejection. We don't want to feel those feelings, that disappointment. So we turn our backs on it and we keep chasing. We keep chasing that happiness, but it's just allowing it, like saying, okay, this does feel kind of shitty right now, but this is part of life. This is this is the 50-50 because life is 50-50. The other thing that feeling alive is, is being present. We're not thinking about the past. We're not thinking about the future. We're present. And honestly, I had to practice this last night. A friend of mine wanted to go for a walk and I was like, okay, I got to get back by X amount of time because I have you know, things that I got to do in my business. And this was like around seven o'clock at night. And I got out there and I said, Linda, allow yourself to be present, take in the nature, fill your cup and everything will be well. And it was, and it is, right? Feeling alive is also a deeper level of experience with yourself. That is really operating, living from a soul level, not the surface stuff, not just the surface stuff. There's something so much more deeper available to you than the surface stuff. It's also a core human need. The reason when we don't have that aliveness, we can fall into periods of depression, feeling stuck, feeling powerless. So tapping into your aliveness is kind of like that antidote. And feeling alive is more about being than doing. We don't need another thing to do, do we? (laughs) I don't know about you. I'm over that. It's more about being. And what feeling alive is not, it is not that 50-50 because again, life is 50-50. There's a lot of happenings, right? So that's based on circumstance. Feeling alive, it doesn't mean arguing with life, judging where you're at. Like, I shouldn't be here. I'll be, I'll feel a certain way when I'm there. It's just allowing you to be at peace where you're at. That doesn't mean that you don't have goals, you don't have ambitions, you don't have growth, you don't have a desire to evolve. Because if you didn't have that desire, you wouldn't feel alive. You would be complacent, you would be bored. You know, they say if you're not growing, you're dying, right? Like, so that's not, that's not it. But you no longer, you know, argue with yourself. And feeling alive doesn't mean that you continue to resist what causes pain, that disappointment, that rejection, that um, judgment. You're willing to feel the emotion and know that you're going to create a safety net for you. Yes, like I just mentioned, it doesn't feel very good in the moment. It feels kind of crappy, but you have resources inside you to be able to create a safety net. And one of those resources are your thoughts around it. And this is not positive thinking, but again, it's more about how you respond to a circumstance and allow it, 
allow it to allow yourself to feel that emotion and know that even though it feels crappy, that you will be okay. When we argue with it or we turn our backs on it, it actually creates greater suffering for a longer period of time. I don't know if you're following college football, but girl, I love football. Like this is my season. (laughs) There's five seasons, five seasons to me. And one of them is football, right? Like one of the things that I heard the other day, and I think I've heard this in the past, and it's like so cool, is that the Colorado Buffaloes are doing amazing. Deion Sanders, I'm like a fan of his. I just love his mindset. I love I love what he's doing in the lives of these men. And I wanted to say boys because he says, give me a boy and I'll give you back a man. Because he teaches them so many great things that many of us would want for our own children, for our own sons and for our own nephews, right? But what the story is around the buffalo is that the buffalo and cow can be out in the same land and a storm comes in. The buffalo runs towards the storm. The cow runs the other way. They both get wet but one suffers longer than the other. Now you can guess which one's going to suffer. In feeling alive, you're choosing to be the buffalo. You're choosing to feel the feels. You're choosing to get wet in the storm, knowing that you've created, you have the ability to create a safety net even in the circumstances that aren't favorable, where life was 50-50. It's easier to be alive when the 50% is like, oh, my relationships are good, my money is good, my career is good, you know, I have great friendships, I have this freedom. Like, yeah, it's like circumstance. If you're looking at circumstance, yeah, it's easy to feel alive then. But you can find aliveness even in the other 50% that isn't favorable. And you do that based on how you want to respond to your circumstance. It's never your circumstance that makes you feel something. It's your thoughts about the circumstance that makes you feel. So when you're feeling kind of crappy, just think about that. You can still have this aliveness and this peace during that. So how do you get aliveness in your life? You might be saying, Linda, you know, I'm kind of feeling like, like, is this it? I feel like, you know, my life is good, but it's not great. It's only, it's good enough. It's good enough. But I, I want to feel some of this greatness. I want to, without shaming or feeling guilty that I want more because I should be so grateful that I have what I have. If you have that feeling, that aliveness is inside you. And it's your soul saying, hey, I have more. I desire more. There's more inside me. Like Wayne Dyer says, don't die with the music still alive inside you. So that's your soul saying, hey, hey, remember me. And the way you get to tap into this is very simple. 
It's very simple, not easy all the time, but that's what I'm talking about here today is that I want to give you the kind of the tools to be able to do this. And you have it already, no matter what your circumstances are, no matter where you're at in your life, you have this available to you. And I, it's called what I've called like putting eyes on you. Did you notice like we just went from the outside circumstances, you know, relationships, my job, my business, my money. Those are all outside. We're looking for happiness on the outside. Sure, happiness comes from those things. Aliveness comes from those things. But it's readily and greatly available to you from the inside. So that's where the eyes on you comes into play. And what I mean by that is literally there's three eyes. And the first one would be your identity. Your identity is how you see yourself. So if you see yourself a certain way and it's in direct opposition of what you desire, there's going to be a problem. That's the thing that's holding you back. If you desire abundance, but you see yourself like I always saw myself as a woman who struggles, a woman who lacks, a woman who has to grind for what she wants. I had to change my identity. That was keeping me back. What is that for you? Your identity is how you see yourself and you are being who you think you are. And that's actually a real powerful position to be in because you get to decide based on what your soul, what you're feeling inside, who you want to become. And that's not to diss where you're at today because that woman got you this far. She's beautiful. She's wonderful. But who do you want to become? And you can kind of start this through... Like you're like, well, I don't know who I want to become. Well, you can go down the path of self-discovery because sometimes our identity is either imported by other people. People tell us who we are or we base it on our circumstances. But you get to go down this road of self-discovery to get to know yourself, to get to know your soul, like what your soul is speaking. So it's almost like becoming like a best friend to yourself. And here's, I just wanted to, give you like a few questions you can ask yourself to help support this. You can ask yourself, who am I really? Who am I really? And that is based on not judging yourself. You know, my clients will tell me when I ask that question, I just got chills like thinking about this. When I ask that question, clients will tell me things that they don't even tell their significant other. They don't tell their best friend. And the reason being is that internally, subconsciously, we're fearing judgment. So we're judging ourselves and we're fearing judgment from other people. But you know, you know who you are, but you're afraid to say it because you're afraid that you're going to disappoint yourself. You're going to, you're afraid that somebody's going to judge you. But this is the time to get real with yourself. Who are you? Who are you really? The second question would be, what is life asking of me? What is life asking of me? What do I want most in life? Without judgment, again, what do I want most in life? What matters to me? 
What are my interests? What are my values? And the fifth one would be, when was the last time I pushed outside my comfort zone? And if I did push outside my comfort zone, or if I went to the edge of my comfort zone, what would I do? Who would I become? It's in this awareness that you get to weed out. Remember, I I talked to you about like, this isn't about doing anything more. This is about being. So in this, you get to weed out things that no longer speak to your soul, no longer align to you. You get to weed that out. And in that weeding out, you invite, you attract. There's no chasing. You attract what you desire, what aligns with you. And what you get in return, the boomerang in return is aliveness. What you get is peace. What you get is freedom. The second I is intentionality. And the question that you can ask yourself here is, to what degree am I actually controlling the course of my life? To what degree am I actually controlling the course of my life? Is life happening to you or is life happening for you? Are you lining with who you are and you want to become? Because this is this is it. Like, this is where you get to create those boundaries. A lot of people say, well, I'm a people pleaser. I don't know how to set boundaries. I don't even know what boundaries I want to set. This is your answer. Because once you identify who you are and who you want to become, now you Be her now through intentionality. And you get to choose. You decide that I'm not just going to let the day come and happen to me. My day is going to happen for me. I'm going to align to who I am. I'm going to align to what I want to become. And the third thing is welcoming impact into your life. I call it like your now purpose. What is your now purpose? And You can choose something that you love, something that makes you feel full of life. It could be making connections. Like I just thrive being in the company of others. So you may want to be part of a women's group or you could volunteer. Like I did a couple of weeks ago at the church. I went out and I did this um, retreat for 450 men and we cooked and we cleaned and we worked our butt offs. But to know that I played a small part in the lives of these 450 men who were there to evolve their life and involve their family's life, that just really brought me alive. Like despite how tired we were, or I was, it was like the impact. So it's finding the meaning, like what, what fires me up inside? Where can I make a difference? And in your that business idea or the book idea or helping a neighbor, whatever that is for you, creating a course, there's so many things. You know what it is for you. When we choose something that makes us feel alive from the inside and we give it out to the world in whatever way that is for you, it's a boomerang. That impact comes back and brings incredible aliveness in your life. What is that for you? What is that for you? I have a download. And the download was something I wrote when I turned 55 back in June. And it's 55 ways 
to spark aliveness in your second half. So I want to gift this to you. I'm going to have a link in the show notes for you. These are ways that you can start tapping into these three eyes that I just shared with you. Very simple ways that you can begin incorporating them into your life so that you can feel what this aliveness is and more. And if you already have it in your life, invite more of it into your life. And we're going to go through this in another podcast, but we're going to talk about having a good life. Like we think the enemy of a good life is a bad life, but it's not. The enemy of a good life is actually a good enough life. We settle for a good enough life when there's that aliveness that is dying to come out of us, right? Like from the inside. And that's where it is. It's on the inside. So let's go over some takeaways today. The first takeaway is life is 50-50. Aliveness is more readily available than happiness. Two, aliveness is an antidote for depression, powerlessness, and feeling stuck. Three, aliveness requires more being and less doing. Four, aliveness can be easily sparked in you with focus on the three I's, identity, intentionality, and impact. And number five, aliveness is at the edge of your comfort zone. I hope you enjoyed this episode. If you did, please go download the 55 ways to spark aliveness in your life, in your second half. With that, I love you much. I'll see you next time. I hope you enjoyed this episode. And if you did, I encourage you to share it. Share it with a friend, a friend who's in her second half of life. And if you're not already part of the community, hop over to our Facebook group, The Lab, the home of the Second Half Sisterhood. We'd love to have you and we'd love to have your friends. I'll see you over there.